Almighty. Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Mighty Sports Minute. I am your host, Talent T. Taylor. It's another beautiful day here in South Florida. It's one of them days. It's already 66 degrees at night. We're talking about February 16th. We're two days after Valentine's Day, two days after the All-Star break, and just about a little under 10 days removed from the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about the NBA All-Star game. We're going to talk a little bit about the Grammys, boxing. I got a couple of special announcements to make. We're going to talk Cam, Payton, and the NFL toe tag season. But you know what I say, regardless of the time, and regardless of the weather, it's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. So, since the last time we talked, well, we talked about a week ago. We talked right before the All-Star weekend. And that's what we're going to talk about. Listen, <clears throat> I guess first and foremost, I want to say welcome back to Mighty Sports Minutes. I'm Talon Taylor. I appreciate you listening. This All-Star weekend probably had to be one of the most entertaining all-star weekends I've seen in, in some time and and I mean from from top to bottom from the celebrity game to the rookie game the three-point contest all the skills challenge the game the dunk contest everything every single thing caught my eye and I guess to start off with the rookie game the very first thing that I noticed or I could say that I was happy for was and I guess in a, it's in a weird way to be happy for this particular thing but the fact that Devin Booker got a nod Devin Booker got the nod and definitely lived up to expectation I was unfortunate that 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 Noel couldn't make it into the into the All-Star game or you know into the Rising Challenge you know the Rising Rising Stars Challenge but Devin Booker did not disappoint and I don't know if if, if 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 Noel is putting up the points that, that Booker did. Especially with the efficiency or the, or, or the rate that he did. Maybe the efficiency he could have because Noel's a dunker. He just would have gotten dunk after dunk after dunk after dunk. At the end of the game, we're basically talking about a three-man race between Devin Booker, the phenom out of Phoenix, Zach Levine, the head singer for... No, I'm joking. <laughs> but Zach Levine, the guard out of Minnesota, one of three stars that Minnesota had in this game, I might add. I might, I might you know, I might add. They had Zach Levine, they had Carl Anthony Towns, and they had Andrew Wiggins. But the last person to be part of that MVP talk was Mr. PK himself, Christoph Porzingis from the Knicks, the center from the Knicks. And and I would probably honestly say if the world team had won that game versus the US team, this was again, if I'm not sure if you know if you understand this, understand the format, it's the first time that you're hearing about this, the all-star game or the format, the way the world team and the and the way the rookie or Rising Star Challenges worked out is that they separated between a world team and a U.S. team. So basically, all USA you know players are going to be part of the USCT, obviously, and everybody else from around the world is part of that world team, with a huge representation you know coming from Canada. All big part of that wanted to come from Canada because you have to figure they had a couple of Canadian stars in there. Andrew Wiggins is probably going to be the next big Canadian star to, or the next big star to come out of Canada. So here we go. We have a three-team race, or we have a three-man race between Devin Booker, Zach Levine, and Christoph Porzingis. And I'm not gonna lie to you. At some point in time of this game, and and I and I guess I, you could say this about all of the games that I wish there was just I don't know, I don't know why I just wish there was a little bit more defense. But we're not even gonna get into that more. And as great of a and like I said. PK obviously didn't win it, as you just heard, because he didn't win the. Because his team didn't win. Devin Booker was was an honorable mention because he didn't ha quite have the points that Levine had. I also don't think he played the minutes that Zach Levine had. And Zach Levine ended up coming away with 
the Rise of Star MVP, which is something that the U.S. team had lost just the previous year. And I think he got there with like 30.7 rebounds, four, five assists, something around that nature. Now, next. <laughs> next. <clears throat> next was probably the second... Like, like, see, and just ranking the five events, right? Rookie, three-point contest, skills contest, the game, and the dunk contest. The rookie contest, as great as it was, and, it, and that game came down to the very last minute of play. And we, you had your fair shares of oohs, your ahs, your, your, your do's, your don'ts, your, your blocks, your shots, your misses, and your makes. Your dribbles and your takes. Your, you know what I mean? Your shots and your fakes. You had them all. And that, and that rookie game still wasn't the most interesting game of the weekend. This is why I said this had to be more, probably one of the most entertaining All-Star weekends I can probably remember in a very long time. The three-point contest was probably... Pro <clears throat> see, and, and they all had their own elements. And I, and I, and I, and I guess that's where... You, and I guess that's where you have to I guess separate them more than anything else. They, had, they all had specific elements... That made them interesting. So I guess to really rank them is going to be hard. Because I, cause honestly, the only thing I can really come up with is that probably the rookie game may have been the least of the of, of the five. And that's not knocking the rookie game. That's just telling you how, 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 how intriguing, how, how well, how good, how, how, how awesome, how fantastic, how spectacular, how superb these other four games were these other four contests of skill three-point contest comes out and the first round alone ends in dramatic fashion right where there's a shootout involving my boy Devin Booker because if you remember as I mentioned earlier that I was glad to see Devin Booker make it into that game because he wasn't he wasn't picked to be in that game initially. You know, the Rise of Star Challenge game. But where he was picked to be in or, or, or to compete in was the three-point contest. And I was hoping that he would take, you know, some of that aggression. I shouldn't say aggression, but some of the slight from, being, from not being in that game, in, in the rookie game or the Rise of Star game. And... Take it into the three-point contest and show the world who he is. Now, granted, he took that same emotion. I think he applied that to that to that Rising Star game because he was in fuego. And that did not stop all the way through and to the three-point contest. As and listen, and we're talking about guys like JJ Reddick. You know, guys like Clay Thompson, guys like Stephen Curry. You know, and Devin Booker finished amongst all of them as, you know, some of the best shooters. As, as Bosch, unfortunately, didn't make it into this three-point contest. He's dealing with some kind of blood clot issue or whatever it is. But, you know, like Chris Middleton from the Bucks, you know, um, the hometown kid Kyle Lowry, James Harden, and... Yeah, you have this rookie, Devin Booker, that comes in there and forces himself a shootout in the first round so he could go ahead and advance. And who does he advance with? Yeah. The two boys. Them, those, those. Flame on! Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson make it into the final round. Along with the young tyke. The young tyke. Devin Booker, and Devin didn't disappoint. This is, he scored the worst out of the three, but you're talking about a three that is with Stephen Curry and Klay Thompson. I think most people, when you put when they're put up against those two guys specifically, that you're gonna come up short-handed. But he put up a respectable number. It's just that Stephen Curry, who went first, just put up a set the bar so high that it was 
almost unattainable until his very own teammate, Clay Thompson, came through and shattered his 23. Shattered, yes, Stephen Curry's 23 as if it was child's play as he heats up at the very last rack. And mind you, Stephen, Clay Thompson heated up at the very last rack, basically needing three out of those five shots. <laughs> and I think he hit five out of five. <laughs> you know, like, so what I said, like, he, he didn't necessarily beat him now. He may have beat him by, like, six points, something like that. I think it was, like, 23 to 29 or 23 to 30. But, man, to, to see these three guys in particular, these, and uh, all of them are light-skinned, too. <laughs> that means absolutely nothing, but it's just a little joke. You guys, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what I'm talking about. And to be honest with you, like, not surprised Clay, Clay Thompson won, but congratulations. Definitely congratulations to, you know, to you, Mr. Clay Thompson, on being able to bring home a three-point contest. That I guess you say bring home to keep home your three-point cha three championship that Stephen Curry had the, the year before. Moving right along, we also had the skills challenge. And I have to apologize now for I was wrong. I thought, and, 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 and I couldn't say I was completely wrong, but I'm apologize for being wrong in this sense. I thought the big men were going to embarrass themselves in this skill challenge. And I did also didn't realize that the NBA had, or I, I, I should say, I, I, have, I have forgotten that the NBA had limited the passing through the circle to only three attempts. Because I'm pretty sure there would be a couple of big men that would still be at that station trying to make that pass. But that wasn't the case for the guy that won it. As, as I told you that every single contest had its own elements, well, so did this one. And the element in this one is that Carl Anthony Towns went for it. Went for it completely. Was going for it from the beginning, and I don't, I don't remember him in college, so I don't know what kind of emotion he showed in college. All I can do is base him off of the emotion that he's showing as a player in, in the NBA, and you can, you can see Kevin Garnett get to him after a big play, after a big dunk. You know the screaming, the hollering, the the, the the outpour of emotion that gets you riled up, gets your teammate riled up, and gets the fan base riled up. He, he does that. And he went for it, completely went for the win. And after he knocked out all of his big men, all his fellow big men, he went out there and took out, was it, no, is it Kyle Lowry? No, 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 no. Was it Middleton? Who did he beat? It's completely irrelevant who he beat for the... For the contest, just know that, ah, I think it was Isaiah Thompson, Thomas, from Boston, completely destroyed him. I should say completely destroyed him, but he went for it, and he got it, and he came over with the victory. Um, You know what, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're actually going to talk about the dunk contest, and... Ronda Rousey, you know, I'm not sure if her new passion is any better than her old passion. Like, she still may be suicidal. We'll talk about that more later when we come back. That and more the Mighty Sports Minute. Hey, Tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head down to Multivest Games and get the value you deserve. Multivest. Find them at 830 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Located just five minutes from Tootsie's and Sun Life Stadium in the plaza across from Snappers. Multivest Games. Save more, play more. Welcome back. This is Talented with the Mighty Sports Minute. And 
as we were talking about the NBA All-Star Weekend, right? and, and as I said that, every element, had every every contest of skill, every contest had its own element of excitement. And that also, and, and, and I want to say, and I want to say that everything built into the game. And the game wasn't even the most interesting thing that happened. Again, but that's not to take away from the game itself. Because I'm over here watching this game, and I'm saying to my, and I, I, I think it was some still somewhere in the in the in the first or or second quarter. I think it was early in the first quarter, not early in the first quarter, late in the first quarter. I was already rooting for 200 points. That like you can see, like, and and I said this, or or I mentioned this last week's show that maybe not last week's show, but a couple weeks ago that. This may be, this may honestly be the fastest paced game that we witnessed based off of the simple fact that they had eliminated the center position and we were going to get basically a bunch of forwards and stretch, you know, you know, guards and stretch fours out on the court. And yeah, by the end of the first quarter, I'm over here rooting for, rooting for 200 points and they were within five. The game ended and they were within five, and and the game started off well. Like I, I when I say well, like the game started off real well. Like it had its, it had it had a bunch of ups, but more than anything, like as as this was the, I guess the Kobe show, Kobe had a bunch of, I guess heartfelt moments, <laughs> where you see his free throws circle around the rim. You know his his um his fadeaways, or hidden every single corner of the rim. Um, he's guarded by, by LeBron James, and then you see uh, you see Drizzy Drake, you know, pop up on the, on on the side, you know, clapping his hands, you know, get him get him pumped up as we see LeBron James about to guard Kobe, and I'm gonna have to say, you know, like there's been a lot of talk about this, but and I'm gonna put it out there, yeah. The only thing that ruined that picture was the fact that LeBron James had to be in it. Like, if that was just Kobe and Drake, that would have been a perfect picture. That would have been a perfect picture. Like, if you saw, like, just, just Kobe bringing the ball up and you see Drake, you know, standing up, you know, cheering him on, it wouldn't even matter who, which defender was coming into the picture. But this, this one happened to be LeBron James, so this is the moment that we're going to have to deal with forever. But, yeah, LeBron James ruined a perfectly good Kobe moment. As LeBron James has ruined everything about basketball in the last decade that he's been there. <laughs> LeBron James has just ruined basketball. Yes, I've said it. He has absolutely ruined basketball. Because uh, let's not forget, you know, LeBron James is always quick to remind us. When I say us, I mean me, you, and Basically, the whole entire world that... Well, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. Because I'm the best player in the world. I have a huge basketball IQ. Like, like that's him. That he's that guy. So, yeah, he steals a moment. Like, I feel like he photobombed that moment. <laughs> like, he, like, he did a little bit too much for that one. But, yeah, the, the game... So, but the only thing... And I said... The only thing I do kind of miss, I guess, is... Is a little bit of defense, and defense enough to the fact that you take pride in the fact that you don't want the other man to to continuously keep scoring on you. Because I understand that nobody wants to get hurt, and this is basically a, a huge expedition game for oohs and ahs and thrills and dunks and and Dwayne Wade doing doing double in the air alley you passes to to LeBron James. And no, Mr. Commentator, whoever it was, it may have been Reggie Miller who said it, because I just can't stand anything that comes out of Reggie. Every but it's when Reggie Miller talks, it just sounds like <laughs> I, I I can't help it. Like that's his voice. Like Reggie Miller, I, I need to come up with with an award for Reggie Miller, because Reggie Miller just is really on my poo poo list. Like he like every time I just. Boo. 
Boo, boo, boo. Boo that man. Boo. So, you know, you did not, like, there's not, they saw similar things to that, but not quite like they did a while ago with Dwayne Wade and LeBron James with that with that particular pass. But I'm going to let you know something. Even even this year, I'm actually surprised at how well Dwayne Wade has been holding up. Which makes me wonder how hurt he was during those LeBron years. That this year is just such a great year for him. You know? But let's move past that. Because I want to talk about the steal of the night still. Which is the dunk contest. And dunk contest, four guys, Drummond out of Detroit, Barton out of well, you know, Wiggle Barton out of out of out of Denver, Levine, going for his reap his his repeat, in from Minnesota, and Aaron Gordon from Orlando, and I'm gonna start with Aaron Gordon. Cause I have to apologize to him too. When I when I started out this when when I started out talking about the all this All Star game this All Star weekend, like we all knew what Levine could do, we all knew what Zach Levine could do. Zach Levine was was, was going to come out here and be phenomenal, for phenomenal, and he was. Kind of figured, you know, Drummond was going to be just basically a stiff, kind of power dunker, you know. Like his things weren't fluid enough as he was as he was trying them. I don't know if it was nerves, or what because I'm assuming that he he will, he's been making those and you know while practicing, but not make but didn't couldn't make his between the legs and all this other movement, you know during the competition. Like but but it's it's hard for big men sometimes, and I thought that with his particular skill set, he probably should have went for more. Amari Stoudemire, and I and I probably and that come and that comes to mind only because I saw Nash, you know. But more Amari Stoudemire, Dwight Howard ish kind of dunks, maybe you know something out of Dominique Wilkins, some some two hour some two handed power jam windmills. But he didn't do that, and so he was eliminated quickly out the first round. Will Barton went out there and did a, a couple of warm up dunks and basically kind of just forfeited the the first round. So as we get back, as we obviously see, this is this is Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon in the final, and they did not disappoint whatsoever, as they did dunks that you probably really do fantasize about, you dream of, and you probably assume they may not be any way physically possible for you to do it, but they did it. And this is why, you know, these are NBA players and they are some of the greatest athletes in the world. You know, like even coming from a soldier standpoint, I salute you, you know, on the things that you're able to do, you know, to and with your body. So, yeah, my apologies to Aaron Gordon because I thought he was going to be, a, I thought he was going to be stiff as a board. And not for nothing, in my defense, I didn't see this from him in Orlando, but apparently... The people that pick people for the dunk contest must have saw something in him because they picked him for the dunk contest. And they, in my book, should still, in my, or in my eyes, or in my personal feeling, should still be dunking right now. I, these two guys were phenomenal. But Zach Levine was able to to pull it off and come away with the victory the 360s the, the, the between the legs you know, we're, we're talking about it all Zach Levine glides like he, he floats <laughs> and that that is no easy task because he took off from the free throw line on two or three occasions and makes it look effortless and I don't care foot on the line foot between you know foot behind the line you know toe, you know half a foot on the line you understand he's coming from the free throw line with alley-oops 
and between the leg dunks and for all of the brain is older like he's, he's basically a back-to-back champ that's what he is and man he earned it he, he earned it he earned every bit of it so Levine like more fire and more power to you listen you, you don't get a lot of back-to-back champions you know Fortunately, as a Knicks fan, we don't have a lot to hold on to or brag about. But to have a back-to-back and a two-time, three-time, you know, ch- you know, slam dunk champion is something we can hold our hand, we can hold our hands to, or our hat on to. You know, we can hold on to that, to that one accomplishment. Like just like how Dolphins fans, you know, rooted for Carolina to lose that one game because they didn't want them to have the undefeated season. It's kind of in that same realm. So, talking about weeks, right, and realms, right, this week starts the NFL toe tag period, or what you call franchise tag period, and you know what's really bad, is that instead of, instead of talking about free agents and franchise tags and who's going to be toe tagged and who's going to go here and who's going to go there and all of that beautiful imagination and and scenarios <laughs> that come with it no we're not talking about that instead we're still talking about check out the way that I dance walking around with a cat I got them headed that man Mr. Cam Newton and how he's been pouting all over the place and how he's still taking losses bad and like listen Cam Newton lost like we all know this like we we, we we can honestly say Cam Newton was feeling himself like all day long Cam Newton was feeling himself you can see it from his head literally down to his toes, he was feeling himself. He went out there with his really beaming invisible juice and, you know, got lumped up. You know, six times to be exact. And took a huge D. You know, defeat. An L. But... He's not even the only one that we're talking about. You know, because Cam's pouting his his sore losing. That's that's gonna come and go. It's it's it's, a, it's been a part of him throughout the adolescent portion of his career, which he's still in. And we're just gonna see if it lasts any longer. Because <clears throat> eventually he's either gonna have to break it. Or he's got to stop losing. One of the two is gonna have to give. Um, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're gonna talk some more NFL and the convenience of some of the things that come out with your stars like Peyton Manning. We're gonna talk about my most exciting moment of the weekend. We're getting to Pacquiao, some birthday shoutouts, and since we can't talk NFL free agency, maybe we'll talk NBA free agency. We'll see. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done, and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I, became a soldier. 
back and thank you for listening to the Mighty Sports Minute. I am Talon Taylor. So, as we were talking about the NFL, we, we were just talking about how we're still talking about Cam Newton, you know, after the end of the Super Bowl. Well, things well, it's also the same thing for Peyton Manning. And we're not talking about, what you know, what he did in the postseason or what he did at the Super Bowl, you know, or what he did in the regular season. We're not talking about his parade. We're not talking about his commercials. We're not talking about, you know, what his ring looks like or what his potentially his ring look like. No. We're talking about what happened in college. College. 20 years ago. College. And while I don't want to, you know, take anything away from the allegations or the seriousness of the case that's actually going on that's brought on Tennessee, you know, the school in Tennessee, I do find it highly convenient that this comes out now. And 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 not just this. I find it highly convenient that things like this always come out now after the person has won a Super Bowl after they've reached you know that and, and and we're talking about like the year of the moment of like like something that's been lingering for 20 years they wait till the man has finally taken you know has it's till it's finally taken him 20 years just to win his second ring to be like hey Remember that sexual that sexual assault allegations, sexual harassment allegation, sexual misconduct, whatever it is, his sexual frowning upon allegation. That is what we're talking about. That is being thrown back in Peyton Manning's face. Ah, <sighs> man, the things that happen. College. I, I listen. I, I still go to college sometimes. Some of the things that happened there over a weekend in three hours, I wouldn't want to follow me. <laughs> you know, it's it's finding my highly convenient that it, they didn't like not the year that he would that he lost. When he was already down, you know, kicked in then. Like, hey, let's let this come out now. Yeah, after the Super Bowl. And and I guess it's because he won the Super Bowl. Somebody went digging into his past, you know, for something in particular and found this out. No, I'm not sure. You know, or, or somebody was doing something with the University of, of Tennessee and was surprised to see that his name also popped up at the same time and decided to... Oh, I'm not sure. All I know is convenient. And... Things that are normally convenient aren't convenient at all. Listen, people are sicker and more twisted than you give them credit for. And they're masterminds. People that plot things for ongoing stretches of periods of time waiting for their rainbow moment to pounce. I think that's what happened here with Peyton Manning. Not saying that he didn't do what he did. I'm not saying he did do what he did. I'm just saying that he just picked the time, the highest point in the man's in the, the man's career where he plans on possibly hanging it up while he's at the highest point of his career to go here and just... All over it. I really hope they don't allow you to, but we'll see. We gonna see. Um, I said I mentioned earlier that because I I just really want to get off this Peyton Manning topic. Like, like it's it's kind of disturbing to me. So we go we go seriously switches over to a a much 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 lighter note. And. I said, like, there was a moment that happened over that weekend that was probably my most favorite moment of them all. A moment that helped me, that 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 made me pause. 
catch my eye. It was it was it was an eye catching moment, and I guess you could say that was a Kendrick Lamar performance at the Grammys, and mainly because I had no intentions to watch the Grammys. Came off of work, made a pit stop. I come off of work, make a pit stop. No, 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 no. Grammys on Monday, weren't they? Monday, Monday or Sunday. Sunday, Monday, Monday, Sunday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> I can't remember, but made a pit stop, and the Grammys were on in the back. And so for the next hour and a half, here I am watching the Grammys, and Kendrick Lamar does his performance. You see him coming out in the chains, and it starts... I'm black, my skin is beautiful, my nose is big, my dick is big. You hate me, don't you? And but that wasn't it though. Like the whole okay, so let so let me back up. So the whole performance in itself, you know, as 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 he flips between the two songs. And I and I think more than anything, that's what I think got lost in some, in part of the translation for people that didn't realize you know, or any, know anything about his music, didn't realize that he didn't do one song. He did two different songs at the same time. Like Kendrick Lamar, not Kendrick Lamar, but J. Cole has has a song kind of similar, like Run It, Nice Watch. Hands in the air now that can be played kind of back to back, you know, side by side. You know, done it in a weird duality, kind of like what Kendrick did. So, that alone caught my eye. More than, more than anything else was was the fact that, you know, that he found a way to blend the two songs and put on two separate performances, but started off with, with like I said, like, Kendrick Lamar in himself surprises me. Because when I found out that he had... I think it was the most Grammy nomin you know, nominations or most something nominations recently. I was I was surprised that those that honor for, you know, best rapper or um or you know or a rapper that was gonna get the most nominations, I, I really swore would have been somebody like Drake. Maybe even J. Cole. I didn't I didn't realize Kendrick Lamar's reach was so was so far and wide, you know, that he was able to touch so many people or affect so many lives. Because, because not for nothing, like, what he spit, like, like what he raps is not made for the mainstream of mainstream, you know, categories. Like, J. Cole is a main, is a very mainstream version of Kendrick Lamar. You know, Drake is a very watered down version of J. Cole. Like like Kendrick Lamar is basically the the black to to Drake's white and and Ken and, and J. Cole is somewhere in that gray area. But it, it, like I said, even when he like this this last album that I looked like a bunch of a bunch of slaves on a you know on front of, on a plantation you know in shackles end up being just a, a bunch of people from the hood you know <laughs> you know in front of the White House like even that like from, even when I hear his album I thought like oh no like his commercial appeal I don't think it was gonna last long just because of the of his context I thought he was gonna fall to the wayside like like somebody like most Def did in in my day. But no, he's doing his thing, and and I and I must applaud him because he is an artist that I do enjoy listening to. He's one of those few artists that when he rhymes or when he sings certain songs, like you know, you do get those chills in you. So that was my most interesting or most entertainment moment of that whole entire weekend that involved basketball, football. You know, you know anything you can, any and everything you can think of. Even though he even had a couple of down moments, because I I keep asking this, and it's funny that as and as the time you know, like I said, from the time of the last show to this show, 
And I'm thinking to myself, once again, as, as this kind of pops in my head randomly every once in a while, since May, since since Mayweather has left, what has been going on in the world of boxing? Like, what has happened? Like, I haven't heard, like, boxing news is almost, is, is almost a whisper to me. Like, you can't hear it. And then, we get a candidate for the Richard Cranium Doe Award. With Mr. Manny Pacquiao. As we come to find out that he's a homophobe. <laughs> like, he, 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 got, he just comes out and just starts bashing gay people for no particular reason and in a very very weird way and I don't know what his intentions are not sticking up for him not taking up for him not justifying what he's saying but in a very very weird way coming from a place like the Philippines I may be I may be able to understand how those words may be very comfortable for him to say in his hometown or in his home country I should say and it not have any negative backlash in his home country you know being somebody you know with Jamaican you know from Jamaican roots Jamaican heritage you know from the Caribbean knowing a bunch of you know people that are Italian knowing a bunch of people that are Jamaican, knowing a bunch of people that are Dominican, knowing a bunch of people that are Puerto Rican, knowing a bunch of people that are Haitian, knowing a bunch of people that are Trinidadian, knowing a you know, and have very strong, I guess you could say, ties to their particular countries or their fam or have family, you know, certain family members that are still very fresh into this country and they can still tell you to this day, like, while America and and you know, I guess a couple of the ver of the, of the first world countries that are, are you know you know the more developed countries may be very progressive when it comes to you know um, lesbians, gay, uh, what's it, LGBT, bi and trans. Um, the rest of the world isn't that great upon this, and some of the, the you have to remember there's some parts of this of this world where still don't allow women to vote, show their feet, show their face, or show any part of their body. They aren't allowed to walk outside without a man, without a male escort, or they not they they don't they're not even able to have an opinion. So when something like that comes out of the mouth from somebody from an underdeveloped country, I'm I'm not too surprised. The shocking part is that. Somebody as big as Manny Pacquiao that has had so many dealings in America, for him to say something like that becomes more shocking than anything. And that's where the news be and I, and I guess that's where the news is at. Is that Manny Pacquiao said this one particular thing because like I said, I, I still know I, I still know for a fact in Jamaica that they're still killing gay people randomly. With, without any remorse, with, with, you know, without without fear of remorse, I know I know there's a lot of Caribbean countries where they're still doing this. There's a lot of places where they're still with it, where where gay people are, are very much unsafe in their country as a whole. So Manny Pacquiao saying is not surprising, but but Manny Pacquiao can't say things like this being the being the political person that he is, or being in the being. Being the sorry, not political person, but being the figure that he is in American sports, and we, and we see it already. Um, Nike has dropped him. Nike has officially dropped him from the, you know you know from from that you know from the books. So he so there goes millions lost. So we're, what is he gonna do now to pay for his singing career and to pay for his political push and to pay for the, those soccer teams and all those other things? Like, listen, Manny Pacquiao has to realize that there's something that's helping him. You know maintain funds and it's not and it's not taking all those punches to the face and laying on the campus we're gonna take another quick break and then we will be back with you and you know you know nowadays tax preparing your own income tax can be a task that leaves you with more questions and answers so 
whether we like it or not, today's tax laws are so complicated that filing a relatively simple tax return can be confusing. See, that's where Al Torres and the tax professionals at Liberty Tax come into play. They'll check and recheck your claim for any potential problems using their up-to-date software. Your tax return can be filed electronically so you can get your tax return back quicker. They will show you potential deductions to limit your tax liability for next year. So don't leave your hard-earned money on the table. Head down to Liberty Tax at 23269 or State Road 7, Boca Raton, Florida, 33428. That's just one mile north of Hillsboro in the same plaza as TWs. You can also call 954-727-6218 or email at libertytax with two X's at gmail.com to make your appointment. And don't forget to tell them that Talon sent you. So, talking about a few couple of special events that I wanted to mention real quick. I wanted to give a couple of birthday shout outs, I guess you can say. And I, I guess first I wanted to give it out to my twin cousins. I have twin, yes, I have twin cousins. Now do I have twin cousins? I have twin cousins born on Valentine's Day. So to Michael and Natalie, I wanted to say happy birthday to you too. Also, Yes, I am not going to forget you. Even though we do not conversate much at all, period, anymore. Still in my Lord, though. Still in my heart. Like, see, I don't, I don't hold grudges. Like, See, that's still something you guys will learn quickly about me. I really don't hold grudges like other people do with my personal life. In my sports life, oh no. I'm, I'm going to hate LeBron James and Reggie Miller until the grave. <laughs> but I want to say happy birthday to Emily Barbera. Barbara? Yes, Barbara. Sorry, no, sorry. She got married. Um, I don't know her new last name. So, listen to the call you, Emily Barbara. Um, I think we have a couple more birthdays coming up at the end of this month. Um, we'll talk about that probably next week. Who knows? This may be a new thing of mine. I may start talking about birthdays, giving birthday shout out. Oh. Talking about that. At the same time. As we talk about birth, we're going to unfortunately talk about death. And I want to send my condolences to two of my best friends. Natalie Cologne, who has recently lost her father, Papa San. You're so going to be missed. And to my, to my other homegirl, Deborah Segovia, who just lost her grandfather. They say things like this comes in three so I'm kind of hoping they don't. I know a couple of sick people personally in my life. And I know some people that have some sick family members. I really wouldn't want to have them lost. But I guess I maybe maybe those are the three. I did lose my aunt, you know, not too long ago. So, eh. Maybe, they, maybe we don't have to have any more anytime soon. And that counts as the thing. But that's this year versus last year. We're going to change subjects. We're going to change subjects. And we are going to change subjects fast. And we are going to talk about the NBA draft that's coming up. Listen, talk about, <laughs> about things that have been dead. <laughs> the, the, the NBA free agency has been very lackluster. And listen, by the time this comes out to you, who knows what would have happened. All I know that I've heard, like, there's names out there like Dwight Howard and Blake Griffin and... Kevin Love and Whiteside and Mike Conley and Carmelo Anthony and Al Hawford and out of all those names, none of them were moved so far. Who was moved was Tobias Harris from Orlando and Brandon Jennings from Detroit. And I'm not quite sure what that does for Orlando. Because I know Orlando has a pretty stacked, under, clogged, undersized back, you know, backcourt already. So, oh, excuse me. We're talking about 
Victor Oladipo, the Peyton kid that looks like the weekend, talking about the weekend, <laughs> and now we're gonna add Brandon Jennings. So I'm wondering if that's to take Oladipo off the ball even more, so that there's so that he doesn't maybe because I'm I'm trying to figure if. They don't that uh, with the NBA, you know, obviously shrinking the way it is, that uh, Victor Oladipo can can easily now slide over to that, the slide over to the shooting guard position, and not have to worry about the point guard position at all, but you know, being being able now to benefit with the first couple of years while with having ran the team from the point guard position, not not quite sure. Brandon Jennings like you know like likes to shoot in bunches too. He's a he's a He's a high volume, high score, you know, high volume, two score, high kind of shooter, you know. So I'm not sure what that does for Orlando, if it does anything at all. I'm not sure if the, if the contract is expiring, but we, we're gonna see. Um, but Tobias Harris to Detroit. Uh, once again, I, I I'm just gonna assume that that's just, that's to clear up a backlog of guards that they have there, and to help solidify some positions, because I'm pretty sure Tobias Harris is a solid shooting guard, not a combo guard. You know, you know, I think he's more shooting guard and small forward than anything else. And then outside of that, we got this weird three-team trade to dump Birdman Anderson. And it makes me wonder, just, just a little bit, just, not a lot, just but this makes me wonder, right? If you get cut now by any team, I'm not, I'm not just talking about, I'm not just talking about Anderson. If you get cut now, like, should that be looked at as a bad thing? Because think about the people that are being cut for for, for contract. Let's say it is a four or five million dollar contract. Are you telling me that based off of how the money is gonna go up next year, you're telling me you can't hold on to a four, a two? A eight hundred thousand dollar contract that's probably gonna look like pennies next year. Like that's speaking more volume to me than anything else. But it's gonna be the people that are being cut now versus them waiting till let's say the off season maybe. To just just let them to let something happen. But you know, you know how teams are. Teams teams don't like to lose anything at all. People people don't like to just lose. Everybody likes to feel like they're getting something in return. So something was gotten and something was lost. All I know is that Birdman doesn't have a home, and unless somebody plans on signing him right around that time period comes, so you can sign guys to like a ten day contract to let them come on your team and still qualify for a ring. Not quite sure who's going to re-sign him. This may be the last we see of Birdman. We'll see. Maybe he'll, maybe he'll go to Cleveland. Talking about Cleveland. Talking, talking, talking about Cleveland. Vaughn Miller has a very weird group of friends. And I'm still... And, 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 and I don't... Listen, Vaughn Miller just won the Super Bowl, mind you, right? MVP of the Super Bowl. But you, 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 you have to. But you, you went to school with him, so that awesome. That's somebody that you. That I guess you could kind of say like, you know, since you was a child, since you were kids, so you have a small place in your heart for Johnny Manziel. So you defend him, and I may be able to understand that. You know, like, you know 
Johnny, you know a different side of Johnny Manziel than other than other people do. So you defended him. And it's right you should if that's your friend. But then we watched the All-Star game. And I also see you very chummy, very friendly with Odell Beckham Jr. And that is the one that raised the eyebrow to me. Because now I'm starting to question the kind of company that you keep. And I guess it, and I don't want to do that because I'm not, I don't want to question your character. I'm just saying that you may not want to be around people that may have your character questioned. Or every time something happens with their character, they're going to have you questioned. Because now that you all, you know, it's been known that you are, you know, these kind of boys with Johnny Manziel, you realize anytime anything happens with Johnny Manziel until Johnny Manziel is officially outside on the league, you're going to be asked these questions. Don't let the same thing happen with Odell Beckham Jr., you know, with you. Don't start being the guy that happens to just constantly be around all of these scumbag kind of players. Like I said, it's not saying anything bad about you. It's more of a, I guess, a warning that you may not want to keep associating yourselves with the Johnny Manziel and Olin Beckhams of the world. It's got to look bad somewhere, on something, on someone. And with that said, thank you guys once again for listening. I am your host, Talent Taylor. And this was, is, was, is, was, is. <laughs> What's up? No, the, the Mighty Sports Minute. I, I, I really do always appreciate it. Thank you. Stay tuned. Stay blessed. And don't stress. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. Don't forget. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Check me out. Last call for drinks. Facebook. Bars closing down. SoundCloud. Sun's out. Twitter. Where we going for breakfast? My T, that's M-Y-T. Don't want to go far. Sports. Rough night. Die. My tea! If you're still listening to this, this portion is basically, I guess you can call the spoiler, or the things that comes after the end of the movies. I don't have a lot of time to explain this, because basically I need to get all of this out within a minute. This portion... Is for my fantasy football league. We need to have a special meeting. There are some things that need to be discussed. And I have a surprise for you guys. A very, very good surprise. No, it's not a Kit Kat bar. And no, it's not alcohol. Even though we can drink alcohol while we're doing this. But, listen. We need to meet up. We need, we need to meet up soon. I don't think it's going to be this weekend because I think I have class this weekend. But to my fantasy football. This is to you, this is to you Andreas, Darnell, Lewis, Mark, Fluffy, you know, whoever it is. Who else, who else is out there? Natalie. No, Natalie just left. Crystal. You all need to meet. A-S-A-P. My team!